if the housing market bursts and falls faster than inflation, we might be kicking ourselves. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? All right, what's up guys? Today I wanna talk to you about why the housing market prices just went up so quickly and have remained high. There are several reasons, but I'm gonna talk about the three big ones that are kind of at a global level um, and some of it includes the government, right? So first of all, you may have thought the housing market should have gone down. And um, there's some good reason why it would have. We just experienced a pandemic, also a recession, and uh, a lot of people lost their jobs. Small businesses going out of business, people, uh, employers trimming the fat off their companies and kind of eliminating unnecessary staff. Uh, a lot of companies had to go remote. It may not have been as effective or, you know, different things that uh, affect every different company differently. And uh, so profits might have been down or anyway. So with all those factors, you would assume the housing market would come down because when people lose their jobs or they, they have less money today than they had yesterday, they'll put some of their assets out for sale on the market so that they can continue to kind of move forward in, in other areas or they're forced into bankruptcy and they lose their houses, right? So those kinds of things create a supply-demand issue in the direction of too much supply, not enough buyers, right? Not enough demand. But the interesting thing is we didn't see that. We saw a lot of people losing their jobs, but we didn't see tons of more houses on the market with uh, not enough buyers. In fact, we had this massive, massive uptick in housing prices happened very quickly and um, has stayed up there for a while now. I mean, a lot of people think the bubble's got to burst, but we'll talk about that in the end. So let me tell you the three big reasons this happened. There are really three massive things that all contributed to the housing prices going up very quickly instead of down. So number one, there are two types of inflation. There's a monetary type of inflation and there's a supply demand inflation. Let's talk about supply and demand first. If you know demand is demand is here and supply is here and the two are equal. Demand is keeping up with supply and supply is keeping up with demand, then we have a consistent price, right? Houses just sell for this this price. But when supply comes up against certain restrictions and they can no longer keep up with the amount of buyers or the demand in the market, all of a sudden we start getting a, a price variance because buyers are still hungry to get what they want. Many of them may have the money to pay more than they were before, and they may become more willing to pay more because of the, you know, the the stacking up line and the time it'll take. And they, you know, they're trying to move or they're trying, their family's in limbo. And it's like, okay, I'll just pay the extra money to become the first of the line or to uh, be in on the game because that's what houses cost now, right? And the supplier is just hitting this 
barrier, whatever it is. Now that could happen because demand shot up and supply couldn't keep up or uh, supply was unable suddenly to, to keep up. And that's what happened in the COVID pandemic. We saw that across many markets in grocery stores and housing markets and the metal markets and the concrete markets and the lumber market. Like we just saw suppliers having a really difficult time getting everything there, right? You may have noticed that even at like fast food restaurants, they, they stopped serving certain things like um, just happened, right? So it was difficult to get certain things. So if it's difficult, people will pay a premium to, to get theirs. And so that's when prices go up. The second uh, type of inflation is monetary. And that is where the currency we use to trade is becoming worth less more quickly than than we're used to. So the dollar, we always hear about a little bit of inflation, right? If you look at long-term averages, we typically see about a two and two or three percent inflation rate. It varies big time year to year. Some years were even deflation years. Others were hyperinflation years, right? I say that a little loosely. Um, but here in the last couple of years, we saw the dollar being devalued very quickly because the Fed was printing tons of money and buying treasury bonds from the government. And then the government was just dishing out paychecks to a lot of people. And so we printed so much money that our dollar became devalued more quickly than we're used to. And so the houses maintain their value but the dollar lost its value. So you're going to have to pay more dollars to get that same house, right? And so with both the supply and demand and the monetary inflation happening at the same time, housing prices shot up um, and you just had to, you have to pay more to get the same uh, sort of value of house that you had to, that you could get yesterday. Now there's another factor that, played a global effect on this. And that is when we come into sort of an economic hardship, a decline in the economic efficiency and production, one of the greatest tools that the government has to sort of stimulate economy is to decrease the inflation rate. I have other videos on this that explain it more, but if you look at a chart of the federal interest rate going back to like the 80s is when it was really the highest. We hit over 20% interest rate. And ever since then, we've basically just had this lever to kind of pull down anytime we need a little economic stimulus and it makes borrowing money cheaper. And when you can borrow money cheaper now than you could yesterday, you can afford to purchase more today than you could yesterday, right? And so every time money gets cheaper to borrow, people spend, and that stimulates economy. Well, in 2008, we bottomed the interest rate out to zero. It was like 0.08% interest rate. And after a few years, we managed to creep that up to about 2.5%, and then the Cervasa virus came and we bottomed it out again. So we're at We've basically been at 0% interest rate for a long time now. And so when money is that cheap to borrow, people could buy, like you, if you were to buy a $500,000 house at a five or six or 7% interest rate, your payment would be, you know, X. Well, now you can buy 
a seven or eight hundred thousand dollar house and have the same monthly payment because your interest rate's only two or three percent, right? So you could buy more house, have the same monthly payment, and so people are willing to pay more for the house they want because the monthly payment is the same or cheaper. So those three factors all happened at the same time and caused housing prices to go through the roof. And they've stayed there because the government's still pushing out money to people who don't have jobs. They've created kind of a moratorium on foreclosures and forbearances and things. So people who haven't actually been making their monthly payments at all are still living in these houses that they historically would have been kicked out of. Also, people are leaving urban areas and going to rural areas. So there was this like rush on larger rural homes that we've not typically seen. So there's a bunch of other factors, but those three are the big ones that I think drove the market up. The thing is, is real estate still remains a bit of a gamble in my head. Um, If we continue to see hyperinflation, real estate might be a, a good safe haven to put your money in. If the housing market bursts and falls faster than inflation, we might be kicking ourselves saying, I wish we'd have gotten out of our real estate. So it's really hard to know which direction it's going to go. I've kind of tried to diversify my money uh, because I see this like impending doom coming with, you know, housing markets too high, stock markets too high, cash seems to be coming devalued. Like um, who knows where the safe place is. And so it's uh It's a very difficult time in the markets right now. So anyway, I hope this was interesting to you guys and we will catch you on the next one. Adios. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.